Amanda from Ponte's Books here with the Chapter 30 Fun Fact for the Prince and the Popper. Today's fun fact relates to something that happens um, toward the end of the chapter. Chapter 30 is pretty short, but toward the end it mentions Tom, um, you know, he's really starting to do well as in his role as the king. He is starting to get used to those day-to-day -day routines, get used to uh, what it's like to rule, essentially, and as a result, he starts to forget some of those things that happened to him in his, quote, previous life, and although he's not entirely forgetting them, I kind of chose that as the common, uh, the, you know, piece to focus on for the fun fact, uh, but I want with something a little bit more universal, something that most people experience at some point in their life rather than this specific instance. So for our fun fact for today, I went with losing childhood memories. So I wanted to just dive into this a little bit. Technically, that is what's happening to Tom. These are memories from his childhood. They are fading from his mind a little bit, but obviously it's not going to be to the same extent as someone who is an adult because we never see him become an adult uh, in the story or we do, but we don't really know too much about what childhood memories he has and doesn't have. Uh, we do know that he does obviously remember this experience because it's pretty significant. So taking a look at this specific chapter and where we see this idea of him kind of losing these memories. So we have Tom's poor mother and sisters traveled the same road out of his mind. At first he pined for them, sorrowed for them, Long to see them, but later the thought of their coming someday in their rags and dirt and betraying him with their kisses and pulling him down from his lofty place and dragging him back to penury and degradation and the slums made him shudder. At last they ceased to trouble his thoughts almost wholly. And he was content, even glad, for whenever their mournful and accusing faces did rise before him now, they made him feel more despicable than the worms that crawl. So again, we see Tom here uh, not only kind of having these memories fade from his mind, but probably doing a little bit of active pushing them out of his mind as well, just because they make him feel guilty that he's actually enjoying himself now. And now the thought of his mother and his sisters coming to find him in the palace and bring him back to Oval Court is absolutely, you know, almost heartbreaking to him like he doesn't want that to happen so we see these memories disappearing again looking into childhood loss of childhood memories for our fun fact so why do we lose our childhood memories so there's a lot of different theories that are posed um or proposed here so we have repressed memory theory so this is a, a theory that's put forth by sigmund freud and it's been around for a very long time, but has had some resurgence, um, I think kind of in like the 90s. And the idea is that your repressed memories, that you repress memories that are associated with childhood trauma. Um, so that those traumatic events or having memories that you've kind of forgotten are often associated with events of trauma. And he said it usually doesn't entirely erase memories, but the survivors tend to remember kind of just bits and pieces of those events. Now, that doesn't mean that everything that you forget 
uh, has to be a repressed memory. Um, but that is one theory of why we lose some of our childhood memories. Um, probably the, I don't know, least pleasant of the three. The other ones are a little more, uh, a little less, less sad, less depressing. Because repressed memory theory, like that's a really, a very real thing too. So some other reasons that we lose our childhood memories are just that those memories might lack specific emotional significance to us. So the memories that we tend to remember are ones that have strong emotions associated with them. So those could be positive or negative emo emotions. And oftentimes young children don't have a fully developed range of emotions. So they, or, you know, the, sometimes the, the happiness or the anger that they feel isn't as uh, long lasting as maybe adult emotions might be. So they might be happy for a moment and then sad the next moment. So that's not quite enough to tie to a specific memory. So some of those memories that we do have from when we were younger might have been when those emotions were even stronger. Those really, really happy emotions and those really, you know, sad or angry uh, emotions as well. And then probably the most, I guess, logical explanation here is it's just a normal part of cognitive development. So as we're growing, our brain is growing as well. There are new neurons that are being formed in our hippocampus, which is, you know, one of our memory headquarters in our brain. And uh, as those new pathways that are being formed between these new neurons, sometimes they block off some of those early memories that we have or disrupt the connections there. Uh, so things can be, you know, a little fuzzy. Also, sometimes older neural connections just get trimmed away. Our brain has to make space for new, new memories, new connections. And that's just a, a natural part of our brain growing. Uh, I've seen um, a lot of theories as well uh, that re revolve around basically after th three and before is when we don't really, most people don't have uh, those childhood memories. And then after three, like four and up is sometimes when we still have some of those, uh, those earlier memories starting for some people, not for all people. Some people would have a really hard time. I don't know that I could think of a specific memory um, of a time when I was four, uh, unless there was a picture of it or a video, which brings me to my next point. So how can we try and bring some of those memories back? Um, so there are some kind of controversial therapies that people do when it comes to specifically repressed memories, but some of those that are just natural memories that have faded over time, some of the things that you can do, you can talk about the past. So people who were there, family members, friends, and that can help to jog your memory a little bit and bring these, these memories back into your brain. Uh, looking at photos. So that's what I was saying. Sometimes photos that I have helped me to remember the memories stronger too as they're they're happening and you know as I'm kind of you know I look back on things from like middle school and high school some of those moments that I have a photo of I have that memory stronger because I've looked back over time periodically at these pictures and so then I keep coming back to what that memory is not all though sometimes I look back at pictures and I have no idea what was what was happening in it uh, so also revisiting familiar areas can have that same effect and also just continuing to learn. So the more that you strengthen and work on that kind of elasticity of your, your brain, 
the more that sometimes you can continue to form new memories and retain those uh, even as you're making new ones as well. So that's a little bit about, you know, losing your childhood memories. Hopefully you learned something. Have a good rest of your day.